Hello everyone, welcome to the Chilit Showcase Inside the Mind of Everything. This is just a combination of all the shows this week. Um, in honor of the PWI 500 coming out this past week, I thought, why not get an inside look into the process, into the committee, you know, into everything. So joining me, uh, the lovely Kristen Ashley, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, of course. I mean, listen, I work with Warren all the time. He's yeah. okay, but I need to work <laughs> with the first lady here. Right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> this is where the magic is. You're the, you're the brains yeah. behind it. Yes. Sure. <laughs> yes. I'm definitely the smart one. Yeah, totally. <laughs> hey, hey now. Listen, we we even rescheduled this because you had an exam. So yes, you are the smart one. True. True. <laughs> an anatomy exam that I failed, but true. Hey, yes. I've never taken anatomy, so I probably would have failed too. More props to you. <laughs> Thanks. No problem. <laughs> so the official list came out what day exactly because i can't even remember last so a week ago last wednesday last wednesday okay yeah mm -hmm. so how did you become a part of the committee to pick these 500 wrestlers because i guarantee it's not just like hey random person here be on committee yeah yeah no and uh, about, what was it, 2020? Yeah, 2020, it was like July, I think. So it was over two years ago. Um, I was having one of those crises that I think that we all have as creators. Like, should I even continue doing this? Mm -hmm. And um, and I had like seen a PWI tweet about like upcoming issues. And I thought, you know what? Why not like one ditch effort? one last ditch effort and I had sent out a tweet to PWI like hey you need help with that woman's issue you just let me know and immediately Kevin who had just picked up editor-in-chief role over there had DM'd me and he said we've been following your work for a while um, and we'd love to have you come on and help and P you know the thing with PWI and Eric uh, Eric Kevin is that he really likes to um, recruit people like that's his thing mm -hmm. and typically we all have like an a niche I wouldn't call it a specialty because I don't think like I'm an expert in women's wrestling but we all have like something that we are particularly good in and yeah. so for me it was women's wrestling and then from there I just kept pitching ideas and he would pitch ideas for me and then eventually uh the next year he was like do you want to sit on the 500 committee because we need somebody to really make sure that the women are being covered so that's sort of my main role I mean I also <laughs> I mean I don't like shut up when the men are being ranked like that you know that's horrible <laughs> but i you know my main duty there is to make sure that people women are being ranked properly i've like argued for women to be ranked higher that sort of thing but yeah i mean it's just been sort of like a ball rolling kevin's really great about just throwing you wherever he needs you so that's awesome i know um i've like seen the, the interactions between the majority of people on the pwi on twitter <laughs> And you all just yes. seem like a cool group of people just, like, joking with each other. And yeah. uh, I know Warren's talked about how he was on a panel before, like, last year and some stuff that yeah. happened and trying to, um, like, you guys, there's a lot of arguing about, like, the top five and who should be number one. I believe it was for the women's list. 
yeah, he's only been on the women's list, right? Yeah. Yeah, Which, I think it. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't say, I mean, he would probably say arguing. I would say, like, friendly debating. Like, friendly debating. we're all extreme professionals. Like, not one of us is, like... I would say, I mean, I probably do with the women's list. I don't think anyone's like dominating the conversation more than other people. I mm -hmm. think we all are pretty professional, but it's definitely like staff wise, one of the, one of the best staffs that I've had like very little problem, like, like no problems with, frankly, like it's a really great group there. Well, that, I mean, that's good. Nobody wants to have yeah. issues with the people they work with, especially no, in like this really kind fun. of setting. Uh, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've I've been there. Uh, not fun. Yeah. Well, and nobody is gonna agree with everyone. Like exactly. that's that's the thing. But as long as you can keep it professional, that's all that matters. Yeah. Like you can you can keep it professional, especially in that kind of setting where like you guys are creating this list that goes out to everybody, and obviously right. people aren't going to be happy with the list or wrestlers aren't happy where they're ranked their fans aren't happy where they're ranked um yeah so how do you like you personally because again you are a part of this committee who creates the list yeah how do you personally deal with the quote-unquote backlash from the pwi coming out like when they first come out and then twitter <laughs> bursts into flames yeah I, you know i actually I had a feeling this 500 was going to be a shit stir, so to speak. Like, I had a feeling that it was going to be, and I even warned Kevin, I'll say, like, prepare yourself, man. And he was like, eh, it happens every year, which it does. That's a thing. Like, this year seemed particularly awful, but <laughs> there have been, you know, every single year, like, there's issues because you're never going to make every single person happy, nor should you try to. Like, that's not the point. The point is, for me at least, going in, is to remember like we're not gonna please every single person and this isn't really for the fans i don't really don't want to hear that but it's really not for the fans mm -hmm. you can say it's for the readers but it's really for the wrestlers it's to at least for me i can say personally it's to recognize the wrestlers and how well they're doing and really appreciate and celebrate what they've done inside and outside the ring and I think it's important for people to remember that I try to remember is that this one ranking is not indicative of their whole entire career. It's a snapshot in time. It's made by like maybe a dozen people if you count all the people that Kevin sort of asks for opinions from. Um, and it doesn't always recognize things like, like for instance, Eddie Kingston, right? Like Eddie Kingston on paper maybe didn't have the best year. But Eddie Kingston is very important to the fan base. And those things maybe are not as measurable. So, like, I, you know, people always get really in an uproar about lists. I say, I don't know if you ever heard Brian Regan. He's this comedian. And he, <laughs> he was talking about a list of the best sandwiches. But he had said that he had created this list. And that when you create lists, people give you power. And that's true. Like... You, we get so much power placed in our laps just for creating a ranking and it's like every year it changes nothing is ever the same mm -hmm. so i personally this year i thought i'm going to take a more um, positive approach instead of getting involved in the discourse because it's really easy to do that mm -hmm. um 
And I said, look, there's six women who ranked for the first time on the 500. There's six women who ranked for the first time on any PWI list. Let's give them some shine instead of like arguing who should be at number five. You know, I think that's like, first off, it's already done. Like, <laughs> um, I know the Mox thing was a huge uproar. Um, and I thought it was kind of funny because people were really martyring for Mox when I know for a fact Mox never goes on social media. He would rather not. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got other things to worry about. And I will say that the, the wrestlers who complain are usually complaining about their bios being wrong more so than okay. their ranking. So, like, you know, and that's easy to do because things on the internet are always, like, they're, they're not always perfect. Mm-hmm. But typically when I see a wrestler, at least, it's because, well, okay, like, for instance, Max, <laughs> their ranking said they didn't list last year when they did. So just little things like that, right? Um, rather than like, oh, I didn't list where I wanted to. That's typically not not the case with wrestlers. It's usually just fans. But, yeah. so, you know, to wrap that all up, basically it's just me remembering that it's not for the fans because you're never going to please all the fans. It's just for the wrestlers. And I will say, too, that we don't always agree on everything. I didn't agree with some spaces in the top ten. Mm-hmm. It's, it's ranking by committee. So it, it's not always unanimous. Sometimes, I'll, like for the women's 150, for instance, I'll say we argued between the one and two spot for an over an hour. And even afterwards, there was emails and other meetings had for the people who couldn't make the committee meeting. So, um, so sometimes it really, it really matters. I mean, it always really matters to us, but we don't take it lightly. And sometimes we don't all agree and that's okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, you said, what, about, like, 12-ish people on the committee, give or take? Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember how... I think it's eight that were actually in the meeting, but sometimes, Kevin, for people who couldn't make the meeting or to keep the meeting not so big, mm-hmm. he'll, he'll, like, you know, people who maybe know Japanese wrestling better or something like that, he'll sort of reach out, especially in Mexican wrestling, he'll reach out to people and go, like, what do you think about these people where they're at? So mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's not, and those people are included in the magazine as being reached out to. So. Okay. Uh, yeah, because once you get at least, if you get, like, more than two people who have kind of different <laughs> mindsets or they think yeah. they're right or you think you're right, if you get multiple people <laughs> who are like that in a room yeah. or in a meeting, obviously people are going to butt heads and right. things aren't going to be maybe not the way you want them but too many cooks in the kitchen i feel like that's basically like what that seems like everyone th- everyone has their opinion yeah. everyone thinks theirs might be right, right. and then you kind of have to it's a little give and take right and you know that's what war i'm gonna give his line away that's what warren had said when we were talking about this was he had said you know we know which fights which battles to fight, right? Like, I don't happen to care who might be in number 20, Mm -hmm. but I'm gonna care who's number one, or I'm gonna care who's number two. Um, And like knowing like, okay, I need to save my energy for this certain person or this certain spot that I'm really gonna argue for. Like Mm -hmm. the women's committee, for instance, I will come in with my top 20 already picked out for myself. And then those are the people that I know, like I wanna argue for that top 20. Those are my top 20 people. And I will say without <laughs> opening myself up to some criticism, the top five was my top five. So, you know, like you have to pick 
and choose your battle. And, you know, the 500 is a little different because you maybe get through the top 100 um, and then you might have a second meeting. And then the rest of it is like, like, sometimes it's mostly Kevin, sometimes it's email chains, whatever, email threads. And then the women's 150, we typically do the whole thing in one sitting, but like today we were even swapping out people because you just, you miss things. I mean, it's like not perfect. Mm -hmm. Like I was doing a write-up for the issue, for the women's issue, and I noticed somebody who wasn't on the list and I went, but they had a really good year. Like, and then I contact Kevin and then we talk about it. So even after, like, it's not like the meeting closes in an hour and we're just done. Like the hour, I mean, it takes hours. I think it's usually like four hours for a women's meeting. And then after that, it's not done. So I know a lot of people get this image in their heads that we just all like sit down and just, <laughs> and we easily rank things and then that's it. Um, but it's not like we do try to take it very seriously, but things still do fall through the cracks. And that's, you know, that's just life. Uh, exactly yeah. <laughs> uh, so i i think i know like a little bit about the requirements that you guys have yes. for uh specifically the 500 uh do you want to like run down like how you guys kind of decide who gets on the list and like the quote-unquote requirements yeah. i guess yeah um sometimes like the 500 we try to make we try to get through as much of the list as we can. So sometimes there's a little bit of research that we do and talk about before we even get into the meeting. Okay. So typically when you get into a meeting, you kind of know who's gonna be like the top three. Like it's pretty obvious at that point, like, okay, Roman Reigns had a killer year. Like he has held this title forever and nobody can stop him. Um, you know, he's he's got a lot of influence in WWE. He's got a lot of influence around the world. Like he's mm -hmm. now, going part-time because he's so influential so you know going in there were some other <laughs> there were some other thoughts about who should be number one but really we all went in there going Roman Reigns number one so we all do our own little research um last year it was a little different we had to argue between two people debate but you know and then from there so we start from number one and we go down okay because typically the top is a lot easier than the bottom. The bottom, you're kind of getting in the weeds with things, uh, especially with the 500. My God, <laughs> sometimes you're like, you're you're talking about wrestlers that very few people know about or that aren't seen on streaming services very much. So you're getting at the weeds of things, and it's more about representation than anything else. Um, so the top, you start from top down, and then it's like, okay, so who had titles? <laughs> I mean, that's also the thing. It's like, especially with the women's list, you go who had titles in the big promotions and you go down from there. Now, there are going to people be people like AC Mack who had a title, who made number 25, but wasn't a title that was like a huge promotion. But, you know, we look at things like, okay, he's the first openly gay world title holder. So mm -hmm. the influence that he has on wrestling as a whole, um, obviously it's a kayfabe list. So there's things like push which is why, I mean, that's wrestling. Yeah. It's why people have titles, right? Like that, that's the whole point. <laughs> um, strength of competition. And here's where it can get kind of dicey is it's all, it's all opinionated, right? So like mm -hmm. you could say, okay, well, Mox fought this person. Is this person really considered a strong competitor? And 
at some point you can break down things in stats, but it's going to take you weeks to do it. So you have to kind of go with your gut feeling. There's like actual measurable stuff like matches, win records, um, titles held, the length of titles, the number of titles. Uh, you know, when you think of like um, uh, Kenny Omega, for instance, he held like every single title for a while. So you think of things like that. That's kind of obvious, you know, like that person gets towards the top of the list. So. Mm-hmm. It all, I mean, it all depends. I would say the women's list is a little bit harder in that matter because, uh, well, frankly, women get less matches, they get less titles, Mm -hmm. um, all that stuff. And so eventually you have to go, so who's had the most influence? Um, And it's, I mean, it is a debate, but at some point you get to like, okay, so now you're at number 30 and maybe it's a little bit easier to go down the list because it's not such a contention, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, and all of that makes so much sense. Like, Roman literally hasn't lost in so long. Is that man right. has been holding titles forever? It seems like I, he's he's right. reaching triple digits soon. Like, he's never gonna be stopped at this yeah. point. <laughs> so that makes right. sense that you all came in with that being like, guess yeah, go on. It, right. And we, we yeah, and activity, right, activity plays a part too. Like, Brock didn't rank because he only fought in a couple of matches. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have to be, they have to be active. And it's like 10 matches for the entire year or six in six separate months. So as long as they've been around in the year, and again, it doesn't mean that they're not good wrestlers. It just means maybe that year wasn't their year to shine essentially exactly and yeah. the what is your guys's a uh, time frame for picking people oh so it, it depends on the issue and i mean a lot of this is like so for instance the women's 150 starts sep- no starts september 1st no october 1st see i'm having trouble and ends uh, on the 15th of this month. So it's about a year. It typically is a year. Mm-hmm. This year it's like two weeks shorter um, because the publication schedule, just because of that. Yeah. Um, and it's easier It's easier than trying to make it like start at the 16th. It's difficult <laughs> that way. And typically two weeks doesn't like make or break anybody. It's like either they're in or they're out. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so then the, the 500 was like july 1st to june 30th i want to say so it's usually a year um we would love to have it just be january 1st to the end of the year but that's not really how the publication works (laughs) um and we want to get it as close the end date as close to when it goes to printer as possible Mm -hmm. because of recency bias like what we saw with the whole moxley debate was people were thinking of like the recent successes so we want to get it as close to it as we can so when it comes out on the 27th it has already en- it's only been ended for a month as opposed to like the beginning of the year kind of thing that makes sense and yeah. i i did see a lot of discourse about that uh people were saying this person's had one of the best months talking about like this like august or whatever and then they right. they don't realize that it is only july <laughs> to june yeah but for next year <laughs> like that could right yeah into- it's hard yeah it's hard it's hard when you do the write-ups it's hard when you are on the committees because you have to remember like okay so like when i'm 
you know, right, doing the write-ups for the entries, for instance, I'm like, so this happened outside. Like, you really have to think about it. And, yeah, it's, it's tough because the fans see what's happened over the last few weeks, and they think, like, I don't know. I guess a lot of people don't realize, like, print takes a while to come out. It's not like the list is dropped. Like, we made it yesterday, you know? Um, print takes a while. There's a lot of editing and a lot of, like, a lot of stuff to go through. So... Yeah, and I, I mean, I don't blame fans. Like, they don't know. We do try to, like, really, really push the dates, but mm-hmm. yeah, people don't really, they don't pay attention. They don't want to read. Yeah, I think a lot of people that would take some, like, that it's searching. An, yeah, I think yeah. People forget it's an actual magazine, too. Yeah, well, you know, and that's the thing, too. It's, like, a lot of, of the older, like, I don't say older, but the ones who, who've read the magazine for a while, they get. Mm-hmm. where it's coming from but if you're just like a fan who maybe doesn't buy the magazine or you just look at the rankings because there are places that will literally put out the entire ranking on us um and they just look at those websites and you're like okay well you know then yeah then yeah you're gonna get upset about it because you don't realize all the work that goes into it yeah. for sure now yeah. for the entries for people because I, I always see that like you have uh the person's name their ranking and then like a little uh like bio uh, what yeah. do you decide, or I guess, what do you kind of figure out what goes in the bio? Because it's only a paragraph for each person, and some people have, like, a yeah. lot of accomplishments. So what do you put in the bio usually? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like 50 words, literally. So okay. 50 to 60, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we go their name. Uh, the numbers you see in the brackets are experience and their last year's ranking. It's funny because Trish Adora last year, she was the highest ranking woman on the 500. And, um, or no, it was the, is it the 500? One of the lists. And it listed like 128 or something. She goes, oh, that's not my weight. And it's like, it's not the weight. It's your last year's <laughs> ranking, which I think we should be more clear about too. Um, and then we pick a fun fact. So like the finisher, their birthplace, um, their Achilles heel, side hustle that kind of thing um just whatever we want for that whatever is fun and then typically what we try to do is we write in there why they placed where they placed so you know if somebody has gone down you still want to list all their accomplishments because that's why they're on the ranking to begin with but like if let's say i don't know i don't want to give anything away but let's say that like uh kenny omega for instance is lower than he was last year it's because he missed some time or you know like we put that in the bio like so and so had an injury for six months of the evaluation that way people get an understanding of why they're ranked where they are because Mm -hmm. if we just listed all of the accolades everybody had well they should all be number one you know (laughs) um or if we just listed like all the mean things well that wouldn't be nice either because they're on the ranking you know Mm-hmm. So trying to defend their spot is essentially what we're trying to do. So a lot of times you'll see like so and so defeated these people, and that's because those people are either above or below them, and we want to kind of justify why they're at that spot. No, that makes that makes perfect sense. I was always curious because like I've seen like different things that like obviously like the uh, their number everything like that, but I was always curious about like what you guys choose to put in there. I, I the fun facts is cool. Like I think that's awesome. Just like a random fact, like that's that's cool to me. Yeah. It's like it's like um superlatives from high school. That's kind of what it like reminds yeah. me of. Yeah, they're like, yeah, exactly. And 
that's where sometimes you get things wrong. I think it was Jocelyn Navarro. Um, I think it was her where they got their finisher wrong. Um, so sometimes, like, okay. I really have to look. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes it's like, okay, yes, I know that this person's Achilles heel is this. Or, yeah, we know that Carmela's side hustle is her wine company or whatever. But, mm-hmm. but like, sometimes you really have to go and look. Like, there's been times where I go on um, on YouTube and I look up their finishers or, you know, I watch tape or, you know, I even go to the, all of their social media. Yeah. Because sometimes it's very obvious on there. Like, their birthplace will be completely different on Cage Match compared to where they're actually born. And there's a difference between, like, a build home hometown to where they're actually, like, from. And you have to word that properly. And so we always, um, we always suggest to people that they send in their own bios um, so that we don't get anything wrong. It doesn't mean that you will necessarily rank. And it doesn't mean that you won't rank if you don't send it in. But that way we don't get things wrong. And we put that out a few months ahead of time. We don't always get a really good response because that's just life. But mm-hmm. yeah, we do try to suggest they send in their own info. The internet's not always trustworthy. <laughs> Very true. Right. You brought up the like their birth like hometown versus like the build hometown. Uh, if you can see the little plushie I have Adam Cole. It's the first person I thought yeah. of because he's billed from Panama but he's from freaking Pennsylvania. Right. And I'm like, you're not slick, sir. I know you're from right. the other side of the state I'm in currently. Like, you're not slick. I know. Yeah. So Or it's like, <laughs> right. Or um, Britt's a good one, I think, because she's from a town who's like an hour away from Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So she's not really from Pittsburgh, but they'll pick the metro because that's what's recognizable. Like, when you think of Martina and Mercedes Martina, she lives in Florida, but she's from Connecticut, but she's very, like, she pushes her nationality very well. So it's all, like, you know, you just have to be careful about how you word it. Like, Mm -hmm. build from is totally different, and it's very easy to find a build from. But it's not always, like, we. I use a lot of stuff from Cage Match, and that's been wrong a lot. So you just have to be careful. (laughs) I I think it was... Uh, there's somebody else who always like changes where they're billed from. Maybe it was Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. I feel like he was like from like ho- billed from Hollywood, Florida, or something for a while. But like he's from Cleveland. Yeah. I, I I could be him. I could be very wrong. But I feel like it was somebody <laughs> like mid card, but like very popular who always or like Tyler Breeze when he was in NXT. He was always like billed from right whatever. Home he was staying in for the week, kind of thing, which I thought was cool. Yeah, it made sense for his gimmick. But I think a lot of people forget that th- there's people who just have a random or made up place. Orange Cassidy's from wherever, like, right? <laughs> or like Red Velvet from your mama's kitchen. I mean, <laughs> those things are yeah, and and that's why I try not to use like I don't try to use the weight or the height. Mm-hmm. If I do, I say build height because people's real heights are not always, they're not generally not the same. They want you to think their wrestlers are larger than life. Um, <laughs> so I try to use things like where they're trained by, who are they okay. trained by, um, they've got a signature move, um, a faction or affiliation that they're with, that kind of thing. Um, or, you know, sometimes when they're, when they're announcing people, they'll say like Orange, you know, Orange Cassidy is nowhere. 
uh, wherever. And and so sometimes they'll say really fun things. Like Sonico, for instance, recently was like, oh, he's a member of the Big Starks brand. So like paying attention to those things because that's stuff that you can use for these fun facts. Like yeah. things that they just list off. And like they don't have to be accurate. Like they're a list off while they're coming out. You know, as long as you as you word it as such so that people don't think it's a real like obviously orange cat orange cassidy has a birth town you know like that's a thing so <laughs> uh but you know as long as people realize that it is kayfabe and they're fine yeah. yeah like i feel like for a fun fact for kenny because he always mentions north carolina in some way shape or form yeah like he's yeah, from canada like yeah right yeah <laughs> That's a perfect example of somebody who has, like, a really long intro, and you should pay attention, because those are things that, as writers, you can use for later on. That's smart. So, uh, I saw a lot of conversations when the list dropped, or at least the top ten dropped. Um, Yeah. People were like, where are the women on the list? Now, obviously, I know that there is the separate women's 150. Um, So... How is it? I'm trying to think about how I want to word this. To get the women on the 500, because there is obviously more male wrestlers than there are female yeah. wrestlers. Um, yes. Ca- like, what is the, I guess, like the process or the fight even to get women on the 500? Yeah, so the fight isn't typically too hard. Um, it's just the fact that they have to meet the criteria. So, Historically, since the uh, was in 1991, the list has always been um, heavyweight or open uh, open weight open division titles, meaning men and women are they're genderless, so anybody can fight for those titles. Mm-hmm. Those are the titles are, that are considered. Those are the divisions that are considered. Now, that means people like Sasha Banks, the WWE, AEW, the big ones are not going to rank because they're not allowed to fight anymore at least the same the same titles as the men um so so i mean the easiest way to say it is intergender but it also means genderless Mm -hmm. um so like you have people like max who fights whenever whoever or masha slamovich whomever wherever um jordan grace was i think the only one from a big promotion at impact because she has fought for traditionally men's titles so um x division the world tag titles um everything but the the actual world title at impact she's fought for everything Mm -hmm. so she counts because of the criteria now we get the question then why don't you combine them and that's a that's a really good question because in on paper it's like okay then it's equal but then on paper you're not getting you'll get very little women that way because women's wrestling is not, it's not treated as equal in the real world. There's Mm -hmm. less matches, there's less titles, there's less time, there's less female wrestlers, the rosters are smaller. Um, And and then in turn means that their strength of competition is less because they're having to fight the same women over and over again. You see AEW, their roster is a hundred men compared to like 20, 23, 24 women. So, and half of them are gone, so they're yep. fighting the same women over again. And that's a might, that's a negative for a strength of competition. They're not, they're just fighting the same people. So, so if you combine these lists, you're just gonna get a lot of like the big women, like 
you know, the Becky Lynch's and the Bianca's and, and the Fenerosa's, but you're not going to get, like, any indie women. They're going to be completely erased from the list. Yeah. Unless they're, like, a Jordan Grace, right? They're going to be completely erased. Um, and so that's not fair. That doesn't even the playing field at all. Yeah. At all. Um, so we've tried to come up with, I mean, trust us when we say that we are working on it. There are lots of ideas being thrown around. Somebody had said on Twitter, what about um, what about a, like a big three or like a big companies list where they actually have contracts versus an indie list? Yes, but then the problem is like Moxley goes and he works at GCW. How do you count that, right? Yeah. So there's really no nice way to do it. And that's why we've kept the 100. We've just increased it. Because in our mind, women already don't get enough, uh, they don't get enough of anything, certainly recognition, mm -hmm. um, and they deserve it. They deserve it, and so that's sort of our way. And then two with the 150, the whole issue is about women. There might be a column or two that doesn't have a woman's focus, but then the whole issue is about women, and we're having at least one issue a year that's just totally about women, and that's that's super important to us too because we need that representation. It's very important. Um, so there's no easy answer. I mean, there really isn't yeah. because yeah, we could combine it, but then there's just not gonna be enough women. It's still gonna be the same percentage because <laughs> um, you're just gonna have way more men. Um, but yeah, it's hard. It's mm -hmm. hard. And it's like every year that I, you know, this is my third year now, um, this is, we're gonna get that question continuously. Yep. And I'll say the same thing. Um, and I wanna say to people like, shout to the promoters shout to them they don't always listen yeah. we've seen that over and over again yeah. from all kinds of promotions but um shout to them you know show up for the women buy their merch watch those matches uh show up for all that stuff because that's how that's how unfortunately they're gonna they're gonna base their worth a yeah. lot of times it's the ratings and and the money so you know, show up for them. Demand change. There has been some change this year, which is good. Um, but we'll see. I think a lot of people have this Triple H, like, yeah, Triple H. And then they also have, like, okay, so we've got Madison Rain, and we've got all these other people behind the scenes now for AW. And I think a lot of people have this hope for the women, and that's mm -hmm. great, but we'll still see. You know, like, I think we need to keep showing up and not just rest on our laurels at all about it. No. That's how we make a combined list. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, that's also why I wanted to ask that question because I was I was very intrigued. I feel like I saw you mention something along those lines in a tweet. I don't know yeah. if you were responding to somebody or just tweeting about it. So that's why yeah. I wanted to, like, dive deeper into it because it does make a lot of sense. The women traditionally do not get as much time as men on right. at least WWE and AEW. Um, so it makes a lot of sense as to why yeah. those, and I didn't know about the, it, it was like the world or the heavyweights and the open weights. Like I didn't know that at all. Yeah. yeah. And, and the thing is we could, I mean, we could just say titles, mm -hmm. but that puts all titles on the same. And here's the thing too, like we could do that. We could combine them, but then you think like, I don't know. Uh, Sasha Banks and uh, Seth Rollins, for instance. Let's let's just pretend that they had exactly the same year. Mm -hmm. 
how do you then rank one above the other? And yeah. are you going to let your own biases in, right? Like at some point it comes down to gender or lack of gender. And so what then? Like it's not as easy as like going, okay, so we can rank Ally Catch here because Ally Catch has fought against these men. Yeah. It's easier to rank that. You can't do that with Sasha Banks. She's never fought Seth Rollins. How do you do this then? You know, so mm -hmm. at some point you have to make those decisions, especially WWE because they don't let their people go out and work indie days. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's hard. Like all things considered, like what do you do then? So it, there's a lot of things to consider. We have to think about the committee itself and how much time we're putting into it. Like sometimes it's just really difficult to do that. Um, and so, it's not, it's, there's no easy answer. And yeah, I was replying to somebody who had a general, you know, a very uh, genuine concern. I take all the concerns very seriously. Yeah. It's just, there's no right answer. We could get rid of the criteria altogether, but the women aren't being treated equally. Exactly. So they're not gonna, they're not gonna line up. Sure, your, your, you know, Utami's and your, your um, Bianca's and stuff are gonna rank high, but then you get down to the mid card and and then what you know like they're not going to be as high so no it makes it's difficult it makes a lot yeah. of sense and i've been pushing for WWE to bring back this intergender shit and they're not and i'm fighting somebody i just want yeah. ripley to fight everybody like it's all i want <laughs> it's yeah literally all i want right i think there's always like inklings like for instance rhea ripley because she is um, formidable. Like, yeah. the same thing with Charlotte Flair. Yeah. She's formidable. She could hold her own. Same thing with Bianca. And now you see, like, Ty is holding the, the AA mixed tag titles, right? So, yeah. AAA. So, she's, like, you see her fighting men occasionally. So, there's there are some, like, looser restrictions, and maybe if they got off of TBS and TNT, it would be a little looser. Mm -hmm. But I think there is a lot to do with what these cable companies are going to allow on their, their screen. Yeah, and I know, I don't know if it's still true, but it was, I think, a few years ago. Um, Mattel was basically telling WWE, yeah, no, uh-uh, it's not happening. Right. But you have Candice LeRae in your company, and that's what she did. Yes. <laughs> yes, so and it's really, it's such old standards. Yep. Because, hello, there was China. There was Medusa. There was all kinds of women who could hold their Aja Kong. There's so many women who could hold their own. Um, but but I, I'm obviously I'm glad that the aggression era is in the aggression era. We don't need that back. But I think there is something to be said about these old standards that like kids are gonna grow up seeing adults fight, and maybe that's not the best message. I get that. I don't think it's correct, but I'm also an adult male. I mean, adult male. <laughs> adult female. I am tired. I am not an adult <laughs> male, by the way. Adult female. <laughs> I'm an adult female, and um, I know those nuances. Mm -hmm. A six-year-old girl may not know those nuances, right? So, yeah. I can understand why a toy company would say, we don't, we don't want that. And it will hurt their sales because there are people out there, adults, who say, oh, they shouldn't do it, you know? So it will hurt sales and it sucks. But, you know, I, I do think that WWE is one of those few companies that can maybe get away with it because they have such great women in their division that it's okay. I mean, I would rather them all be able to fight each other. But I think at the end of the day, like it's, 
I'm okay with seeing Bianca and Becky. You know, yeah. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Yeah, and like we've got like tastes of it here and there, like Baron Gordon hitting the end of days on Becky. It's, right. Uh, women like hitting right. like Canadian destroyers on men. Like AEW does it every once in a while. So like it, it, there are definitely instances and instances yeah. and inklings recently <laughs> the past like few years. Yeah, I can't talk either. Uh, so <laughs> and I just uh, like I loved seeing like Trish and The Rock and, like, Lita and, like, Triple H and, like, everyone kind of, like, fighting each other. That was cool for me because, like, yeah. I, I liked seeing that. But, and, like, I understand why it is the way it is now. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. mean I have to fully like it. But I understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the thing is with the aggression is we got rid of, like, Lita stripping down to her underwear. But, like, yeah. then we also got rid of some of the equality issues too where I like fighting each other and maybe we'll get there one day who knows but I think that's what makes the indie so great is like look these women and it's I mean it's wrestling it's if you can't understand that this stuff I mean I remember the first time I saw wrestlers it was two women but two women I was on like a reporting thing two women practice like air practicing their moves together i was like this is really behind the curtain like don't take pictures of this like it, it's fake guys but i said i understand that they're marketing specifically to kids yeah. aw is not so much i mean they are but they're not so they you see a little more and i think i think when you see it in little bits and pieces it's affirmations that that company understands that these women could fight the men mm-hmm. very like jade could destroy the whole men's like just by strength, right? Yeah. Like maybe not by but strength. She's she could fight a lot, especially the mid carters, but but you know, like there are there are other things to think about in those instances. Yeah. No, hundred percent. Uh, uh, uh Jesus. <laughs> it, it's a day, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm calling myself a male, you're doing I, whatever. I just got a lot like, going on here. You gotta cut that out of the thing. Like I am not a man. <laughs> I I, so can, weird, I can right? I can cut if you want me to, or I can leave oh it in gosh. and we can keep it as a it joke. Whatever. That's your goal. Um, the women's one fifty. Let's talk about that for uh, a minute here or two. Um, sure. obviously it hasn't always been one fifty. Yeah. Uh, now correct me if I'm wrong. I believe it was last year was the first year it was one fifty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. What made you guys decide last year? All right, we have the 100, but like this year it needs to be 150. Was there like a specific instance, or was it just you guys decided? No, there's a lot more women who need recognition. They deserve to be on the list. It's getting harder this year. It was still harder, and the list is supposed to be prestigious like we want it to be perceived as prestigious so not everybody can rank i mean then mm-hmm. it's like what's the point um it's supposed to be a snapshot of the best wrestlers of the year and so yeah but then there are people that are left off that were like oh we really want to be on the list so last year even with the whole it was like the year before was the whole covid shutdown with like the uk and canada yeah it was so hard and we were like look I think it's time like it was what 2018 i think they finally or two, yeah 2018 they went from 50 to 100 um and we're like it's there's so many more women and not just that but there's more visibility that 
the great thing about COVID is that it brought like streaming yeah. to our households. So now we see women that maybe were in territories that we, like I didn't know about Sandra Moon until a couple years ago. Like mm-hmm. there are people that we didn't normally see. So, so now we've got a lot more women to rank and it's getting hard. There's so many women who are so great. And so last year we literally just said, uh, we want to fit more women. There's too many women being left off. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, there's still too many, in my opinion, I would like more women. Um, it's not off the table that it won't be extended again. I would put money on it that it will be. I don't know how soon. Um, I would say it would be 200 probably within the next five years, but do not quote me on it. I just think um, it's if we're to keep the two lists, it's getting super hard. Because the thing is, too, is that the women who are on the 500 also have really great years for their women's work, too. So then they're also on this list. So it's just, it's hard. It's insanely hard. And I think, like, this year I was like, can we increase it again? And and Kevin was like, we're already increasing the tag team list. Like, (laughs) let's do one thing at a time. So eventually we, if it stays the women's list, we will. If we don't combine them somehow, we will. But it's just... I think at some point you realize that you're leaving off a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I think if that we cut the list that we have now at 100, I would be devastated. There are so many women from 100 to 150 who need to be on the list. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's weird because it's not like uh, rosters are super growing in size, but yeah. I think the indie talent is really what's stepping up the game. So, um, yeah, I don't, I mean, it's hard and that's, it's not like a strategic move in that way. It's just like in the moment, like with the tag team list being a hundred, it's like, how do we just rank 50? There's so many tech and there's trios. Like, yeah. how do we do this? You know? So, um, it just gets harder and harder every year, man. There's yeah. just so many wrestlers. <laughs> I feel like there's like 18 new people I see who are like, yeah, I'm a wrestler. I'm like, where did you come from? Like, what happened? I blinked, yeah. and there's, like, 25 new people, like, popping up on my Twitter feed being like, yeah, I've been a wrestler for 20 yeah. years. I wrestle here and there. I'm like, where the fuck did you come from? What? Right. And that, that's what I mean is, like, the streaming service is sort of, and, and the YouTube and all that, it all brings it all together for us. Um, and then you think of, like, New Japan's got their young lions, and yeah. stardom starts super early with the women. So have all this influx of women and men in Japan um I think it's a good sign that we have so many new wrestlers because it means people are feeling safe out there at least a little bit anyway so but yeah I mean I'm getting like I'll get like when I do the list when they drop I tend to get friend requests from wrestlers or you know follows from wrestlers and it's like oh I didn't really know about this person but they're like on a promotion that I know and it's it's hard to keep track of all of it, but that's why you have a committee, you know? Exactly. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So is, uh, how many people are on the women's committee? So let's see. I think I can tell you. Warren, Kevin, myself, um, I, was, I don't know. If, I don't want to say their names. It's about seven people. Seven people, seven. because two people couldn't make the meeting that night. Um, but seven people. But again, there's a lot of people that, um, like Walter Yeats, for instance, is very familiar with the Japanese territories. So he will 
throw in names. There are people that um, Kevin will ask for about Mexico because we are not always able to stream their stuff. Yeah. I'm I'm okay on the luchadores, but there are, there are times where I maybe don't know as much. But it's, you know, it's not just, like, the people in the room. There's typically all sorts of people that kind of lend names. And that's the, they'll be listed, too. It just depends on what Kevin needs. Way more with the 500 than the women's 50, for yeah, sure. So, yeah, I mean... Yeah, <laughs> is its own like freaking beast. Yeah, like, I couldn't even imagine. I know it's crazy. Uh, so before we wrap this up, do you want to give me? You don't have to. I'm just, I'm just kind of pushing the limit here. Uh, do you want to tell me anything exciting, or maybe tell me someone in the top ten for the women's one fifty? I cannot. First off, I cannot reveal anybody in the list because I will, I will be murdered. Kevin, I tried. I tried. He would send a sniper. Like, there was an instance today where I thought maybe somebody was getting access to the list. And I was like, excuse- like, I, we were told to protect- they, they weren't. But oh. we were told to protect this thing like a baby. And there have been instances in the past where it hasn't been protected like a baby, like the 500 and stuff. Yeah. And, like, we- like, it's it's basically whoever's in the committee, that's who gets to see the whole list. And okay. that's it. Um, so usually we'll have people like the day before maybe get it, like women's wrestling talk, for instance, they have me on and so that they can do the research, they'll get it the night before kind of thing. Don't go searching for answers from them, everybody. Don't do it. Don't do it. I will tell TK to keep it on the low, but I will say (laughs) this is a landmark list for me. This is, like I said, the top five is the top five for me. I, it was, I was like, I win. (laughs) I was so excited. Um, it's a really, like, I'm really proud of this list as a whole. There's a lot of really, really cool placements. I'm very excited for this list. And, like, where I was really nervous about the 500, I'm super excited about this list. Like, it's, it's really great. I can't wait. Okay. Now, I know you can't tell me anyone on the list. Yeah. Can you tell me someone who just possibly missed the list? I can't tell you that either. Damn it. I tried. I, know. I tried. I, know. I was like, they're technically no. not on the list, but I mean, that makes sense though. I if thought, you, I, yeah, like, I, I, yeah, I, get <laughs> I usually do like four interviews the day that it's released because that's when people can actually get that information yeah. from me. And it's, it's nice because then they don't need to necessarily go by the, the whole issue. We can just talk about the top 10 and that sort of thing. But yeah, yeah I, uh, Kevin will kill me. So. Kevin. Trust me, I I really want to shout it to the world to the top <laughs> ten, but I can't. But it's it's really good. Like I promise, here like in a little over a month, that you're gonna be like, this is an amazing list. Um, I would be very surprised if there are a lot of people pissed off. I'll be very surprised. <laughs> I was just now I say that there probably will be, but I would be very surprised. Uh, so what day uh, is this list coming out? Um. So sometimes it will be like the 500 was a day early. Yeah. Uh, but right now it's October 27th. So it, typically issues are released on a Thursday. Okay. So October 27th, right before Halloween, it'll be a good time. Perfect. And I'm I'm trying to set up some like interviews to do the the release of the top 10. So yeah. people look out on that. But it's I mean I promise <laughs> if people are disappointed, I'm going to be very surprised. It's a really good list. 
listen, I'm very excited because I typically do my shows Thursday nights, so I just there you know go. that I'm going to have some good content that day. Oh, yeah. and it's going to be our spooky episode. Oh, I'm so excited oh, now. Yes. Great. And there's, I'll say this, there are spooky wrestlers on this list. Have that. So m- make sure that when you are reading the list, you look for the spooky ones because that'll be the ones you want to highlight. Listen, there you go. It's all right there. <laughs> I have one spooky wrestler in mind. And I, she, she should, I'm not going to, she (laughs) might be on the list. I would have to like look back at her year. My my thought is if you are thinking of that person, like if you're thinking of one person right away, it's probably, probably true, but don't say it out loud. I will not, mom's a word. No, no, we don't know. (laughs) Oh, well, Kristen, this was so much fun. Uh, I loved peeking behind the curtain and getting to know a little bit more about this. Um... I honestly will probably release this episode tomorrow. Okay. Just to kind of get people still excited about the 500 and hear the reasonings behind everything. And then also kind of get people excited for the 150 next month. So you gotta tell the people where they they can find you, what else you're doing. You kind of gotta, you gotta plug yourself, girl. I mean, I've been, I've been mainly doing PWI stuff, although I am, I think, I sort I think you know about this and starting a committee of women to do a women's 500 because mm-hmm. it can be done and I actually had to leave people off last year too um so that's gonna be towards the end of the year there's also really cool collaborations I can't really give details about it happening at the end of the year with PWI and certain promotions so look out for that mm-hmm. and certain um stream shows so that'll be really cool there's a lot of collabs that's okay. like my new that's like my new job <laughs> that I um Find me at Kristen Ashley on Twitter. Right now, we're having a contest for the Women's 150. If you can guess all top five in a row, correct order, um, and then you like and share the tweet, then we'll put you in a drawing for some cool prizes. So look for that, too. It's pinned to my, my Twitter. Yeah. I saw that tweet. I was like, I don't know like any <laughs> Japanese wrestler, so I know I can't even do this because I know I'm going to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about yeah, to just like it, copy and paste somebody else's answer and just switch a few around. And Kevin was like, "What if nobody gets it? Because <laughs> it's not easy." No, I said, so "Well, then we'll just take everybody who replies and we'll we'll just use that. Somebody will win. It just depends." Even, yeah. even if like, so say they don't get it in the exact order, but say they get like everybody, you could always do it like that too. Yeah, but then I like it. I think if nobody gets it, then we'll just throw everyone in. Everyone in. Yeah. That way we're not being unfair. You know, we'll just throw everyone in and they can. All right, cool. So I'll reply and I need no one to get it. Yeah, right. go reply. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll be thrown in. Because I'm looking at the replies and I'm like, I don't know. Will we get one that's right? It's like, oh, no. I don't want to say that they're all wrong, but it's like, maybe. I don't know. Now I'm wondering. Like, I'm not saying that any of them are right or wrong. I'm just saying I don't know. Like, now I'm wondering. Yeah. You're a tough cookie to crack, Kristen. Yeah. You're mm. tough. I like it. I want to keep my job. <laughs> <laughs> I get And I will say the women's, yeah, the women's 150 is, like, my baby. It's my issue. So I really don't want to lose it. <laughs> I, I, hey, I get it. Do, doing, like, these interview things, which I will obviously need to have you on for, like, a full-on inside the mind of at a later date we'll figure that out later sure but because yeah. i want to get i want to know more about you like outside of pwi of course because right. you're great right. so that's like my baby like inside the mind of is like my precious child that i love to i love right. 
So I get it 100%, but you know you know me, I gotta just try try and poke a little bit. See what I can well, get. Well, you, you wouldn't be doing your job if you didn't ask. Exactly. So I, I firmly suspect anybody that interviews me from now until then to ask, and I'm just gonna be like... Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you put that tweet out, and I guarantee you got responses about it. About people oh, being yeah. like, oh, yeah, like, I'll talk about the 500 and the women, and yeah. I... Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, there's always people who are like, tell us, tell us. And there are friends of mine, and there are ex-editors of mine who I've worked for in the past who will, like, <laughs> I'm going to call you out, Rajgiri. Last year, I was like, oh, can you tell me the top? I was like, no, I can't tell you. Like, there are people who really try, and I cannot blame them for trying. They wouldn't be doing their jobs if they didn't. So. Exactly. This is, like, the first time I get to, like try and get like secret information I feel, I feel like i feel like a real interviewer now i feel i feel like yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a part of this like i yeah you I, are yeah thank you i try my best <laughs> uh and obviously i'll plug all my socials you can follow me on twitter at katie rosson 13 link to my bio to galloping shilly showcase twitter.tv slash shilly showcase Thir- typically thursday 6 p.m eastern follow the twitch so i can get us to affiliate for the love of god i got the custom url on youtube i got that I'm very proud of that. I got that with within a year, uh, before my nice. birthday. So it was. I was very happy. I want affiliate next. <laughs> so everyone, Please. go follow the Twitch. Twitch. Yeah, yeah. You get to see all the shenanigans happen live. They're great. Yeah. Uh, like I said, YouTube.com/slash/showcase. I always say watch the videos because they are way, way more entertaining. Like, do you see this? All the talking with the hands. You can see it all the time. <laughs> That's what I do. Uh, if you don't want to watch videos, it's fine. I understand. Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts if you want to listen. And every show that I have done, Shelite, Inside the Mind of, In the Crowd, Savannah Show, New Japan Takeover, all on the channel. You can go watch everything, listen to whatever. Um, watch the one year anniversary because we just hit one year last week. Uh, so you guys can all do that. Uh, and again, Kristen, thank you so, so much for doing this. I'm so happy we got to finally work together in some capacity. Yeah. Thanks. You, I, I'll keep this in. You're a little better than Warren, I will say. Mm. Yeah, uh, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do not agree at all, actually. Well, you can disagree. I agree with myself. <laughs> Warren will understand. He will probably agree. That's it, fine. It, that's his job. Yeah. He has to agree. Yeah. He has to put you right. on exactly. the pedestal you deserve. Great. <laughs> All right. Until next time. Bye bye.